You, the vultures, circle of this city, tearing off the flesh from everything that is innocent. <laughs> Please don't shoot me. I didn't even hurt her. I want you out of this city. You and your grave-robbing friends. Spread the word. Keep the change. Oh, fuck. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? Joey, you like movies about gladiators? if I do not do this, I will kill something. <sighs> okay. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic, everyone. Uh, this, whether you believe it or not, is my second attempt at an episode solo. You know what? Let me correct myself. This is my third, because just about 10 minutes ago, I recorded an entire 30-minute episode, and it's fucking gone. It is nowhere to be found on the hard drive. I clicked File, Save As. Gone. What the fuck? So this is going to be my second attempt today, within a one-hour period. So this is going to be a little angrier than you're you're expecting. I apologize for that. Uh, but, you know, it just... I, I thought I, I did a pretty good job on the last episode. And now i got to do it all over again. Ah. But... What are you going to do? Shit happens. I mean, I'm in IT. I deal with this crap all the time. And uh, it never really happens to me, though. Uh, I'm always like the golden boy when it comes to that stuff. I've always had very good luck with shit not breaking on me. And if it does, I know I fix it. You know, whatever. I'm ranting. I apologize. But as you can tell from the opening of our show, I'm reviewing Hobo with a Shotgun. Which now, now that I really think about it, uh, because of the circumstances that happened, uh, I feel like uh, Rucker Hauer's character somewhat that I just want to fucking shoot something. <laughs> it just This just happens to be my computer. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, welcome uh, again for another episode. I believe this is going to be episode 32 when it posts, uh, which should be, well, you know, God damn it, it's going to be fucking today. So <laughs> I'm going to make sure that the episode is up today. Because um, I'm not going to let it sit on my hard drive because it's going to do whatever the fuck it wants and probably delete itself somehow. Because we're going in that direction of uh, computers in this day and age. Shit's going to be doing stuff all on its own. Um, you know, we're going to have, uh, at some point in our lives, we're going to have little, uh, little, little, little tiny robots the size of blood cells in our bodies killing cancer. 
uh, and we're going to, you know, infinite life uh, is, is one of the things that they're saying we're going to get. Uh, but it could be in our lifetime. I don't know. I could be 75 years old. And then I say, hey, how would you like to live another 75? And I would say, yes, please. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I got to be honest. I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, trauma, trauma films, you know, Toxic Avenger, uh, to be probably that's kind of like their landmark movie. Uh, you could absolutely tell that the directors or the director, everyone involved in uh, Hobo, you could tell that they were very heavily influenced by films like uh, um, The Toxic Avenger uh, and, and, and movies like that where you have over the top gore, violence, uh, you know, subject matter. You know things of that nature, so you could absolutely tell from watching this. Um, and another thing that I was very surprised about when I watched this film is when I watched the the original trailer. When I actually saw that, oh god, it's got to be maybe four to six months ago. It's not that long ago. When I saw the original trailer, it kind of looked a bit jagged. You know, a little unfinished. The, it didn't uh, wasn't cut as well as it could have been, uh, and I'm assuming they just kind of rushed that out because the finished product. And I know it's only a low budget film. It's a three million dollar low budget film filmed uh, entirely in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Uh, but as a whole, it's a very beautiful looking movie. Uh, they they use some really nice filters on this. The, all of the colors, especially in the beginning of the movie, where you get uh, the introduction of Rucker Howard's character, which uh, he's just called Hobo. Uh, that's his name. Uh, when he's driving on on the freight train, it's an open doored freight train, both sides. So you can see him hanging out the side and just looking at the, the towns passing by, and just like the grasses are really green, the skies are really blue. Uh, the actual train itself is like this very vibrant red. Um, I don't know what kind of filter they used, but it's a very, very beautiful looking movie. And to say something about a movie that, you know, in one scene it's got a, a, a beautiful opening shot and then, you know, the next some guy's getting decapitated. <laughs> uh, it, to say that, it, it feels kind of weird almost uh, to say things like that. Um, but what I'm going to do this episode is, you know, I'm going to continue to talk about the movie, but I'm also going to play a few clips here and there to kind of whet your appetite a bit. Because I think with a movie like this, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. You know, there's really no in between. You're never really going to walk away if you're not a fan of these types of films to begin with. Say, ah, you know what, I, I kind of, it was, it, it was all right. Uh, it wasn't really for me. No, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. That's just the way this type of film uh, will resonate with you. So uh, what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going sh- to play a few clips here and there. Now, the clip I'd like to play right now is the introduction to Drake's character, which is played by Brian Downey. And we'll talk a little bit about him right after this. Ivan. Cheer you, fucker! <laughs> They're gonna fucking kill me here! Somebody say something! Don't just stand there! You know, ever since our mother brought Logan home from the hospital, I knew he was a fucking... 
Ow! I'll leave town. You'll never fucking see me again. Just please, I can't feel my legs, Drake. He wants mercy from the Drake. From the Drake! And he should know better than anybody. Mercy ain't my style. What do you want from me? Logan is no longer my brother. Our relationship has been severed. And now, he is all alone in the world. With nothing but a barbed wire noose around his neck. <laughs> you can't let him do this! It's not just my life he's ruining! Please! Help me! Please! Yeah, you should have started begging a long time ago, Logan. You know, I have never enjoyed listening to you as much as I do right now. You're a fucking animal, Drake. You're a shitty fucking weird little animal. The way I see it, I'm a fucking miracle worker. Because I am gonna make it rain. Got it, Snake! <laughs> It's like deja vu. I feel like I've done this. Oh wait, I have because my fucking computer crashed. I'm sorry. You know what? This is the last time I'm gonna mention it. I really am. But how cool was that scene? You know, you 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 get the sense that this is a really bad fucking guy, uh, and it goes along the lines of of okay, you know exactly where he stands. He's an asshole. He's a bad guy, and he will fucking kill you uh, if he feels it is necessary. Uh, but here's the thing too. You know it's over the top when you're watching it, but that's the point. That's the type of film it is. But when you watch some other films with bad guys, uh, I think Scott pointed this out one time in one of the episodes, like he'll shoot the dog to just remind the audience of how bad he is. Whereas this guy, you don't really get that sense. Uh, oh, you know what, perfect example, the movie The Losers, uh, Jason Patrick. He's the you know bad guy in the movie. Well, he's asking for I think a twenty SWAT team and a helicopter, and he in that scene he asks for it like four times. And the last time he asks for it, he goes, "Oh, you know what I want? Oh yeah, a twenty SWAT team or a twelve SWAT team and a helicopter or some shit like that." Where it gets redundant how many times he asks for it, but the point of him asking for it that many times in the scene is to remind you, I'm the boss. I'm a bad guy, here you go. But it, the scene, as much as I like Jason Patrick and some of, the, some of the stuff that he ends up doing, it didn't flow right with me. I, I like The Losers, I thought that was a pretty decent movie, but him as a bad guy, eh, I, I had my, you know, you know what, this isn't a review for The, the Losers. Back to Hobo with Shotgun. Uh, getting back to uh, Brian Downey though, I'm watching this and I'm scratching my head. I'm scratching my head. I'm like, I know this guy. I know who this guy is. And I'm just, I couldn't pinpoint it. So, you know, I get online, I do my research and whatnot. And then it hit me. He was in Lex. And anyone that hasn't seen that show, it's a really kind of weird show. You know, it's another show. It's, it's based out of Canada. They did film some episodes in, in, in Germany, but it also had a huge following there as well. I think that's why uh, they did that. But it's mainly a, a Canadian-born show. And they filmed a lot of that show in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, which is where Hobo with a Shotgun uh, was done. So, uh, But he was in Lex. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's right. That's who he is. But, you know, another thing about uh, Lex, 
uh, Brian Downey, he was in 61, I think they did 65 episodes. He was in 61 of them. Rucker Hauer was in one of the episodes uh, with him. So it kind of made sense that they were in this film together because, you know, even though Rucker Hauer, is o- was, uh, Rucker Hauer was only in one episode, you could tell that they, you know, it's a close-knit group uh, in Canada when things, these things happen. Uh, this guy, the director of Hobo with a Shotgun, his name is Jason Eisner, he, uh, you could tell he, you know, he searched around in Canada because all of these actors are uh, pretty much Canadian-born, uh, other than Rucker Hauer. Every other actor is working out of Canada uh, in the film. And, you know, when you end up with a low-budget film, you just use your resources. So uh, that was uh, my whole thing with uh, Brian Downey. I was like, ah, I know who this guy is. Um, but moving on now, to another actor that I was scratching my head with was uh, Slick. That was the character's name in the film, which he plays uh, Brian Downey's son in the movie, and his real name is Gregory Smith. And I'm scratching my head with this guy, too. And I'm saying, where the hell have I seen this guy? I it just I'm scratching my head. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I go back to IMDb. And he was the little kid in another terrible film called Small Soldiers, which was directed by uh, Joe Dante uh, who in my opinion is the best film he's ever done uh, and it's not a knock it, believe me it's one of my absolute 100% favorite movies that he's ever done and that's The Burbs with Tom Hanks I just everything about that if it's on I can watch it and I'll watch from beginning to end um, but anyway back to Hobo uh, he was um, he was in that movie as well and you got Brian Downey, Rucker Hauer, and this guy Gregory Smith, who's only 27 years old, but he's been acting for, God, 20 years? Well, anyway, um, watching this movie, you kind of get the reason why his name is Slick, so I'm going to play one of his scenes for you, and uh, he's got all the moves, this guy, and uh, here's here's why I think his name was Slick, so here you go. Hey, Otis. What are you playing? Uh, uh, I forgot. Slick. I spent all my money at the arcade. You owe me money. You're burning <laughs> me, Otis. Let me call my mom. I can get my allowance early. Oh, that must be some hell of an allowance, huh? Uh, Come on, man. He's a kid. Uh, Let it slide. What did you say to me? You heard me. Let it slide. The only thing I'm gonna let slide is my dick in your pussy. <laughs> See, you know, when you got moves like that, that's why your name is Slick. <laughs> uh, um, oh, you know what else, too? Uh, in the opening of, uh, uh, or I shouldn't say the opening, the introduction to Drake that I played for you before, the, the other actor in that scene, uh, the one that he, he calls uh, Drake a weird little animal, he was in uh, a TV show called uh, Trailer Park Boys, and that's, his name is Rob Wells. And not to do like a brief review of Trailer Park Boys, but you know when he popped up on the screen, I'm like, I know this guy. But I actually knew who he was. I didn't have to look him up. I just had to look him up for his name. But I knew he was in Trailer Park Boys. And you know that's one of those shows that uh, 
it kind of grows on you. Now, I'm not saying it's a good show by any means because I don't, I don't want to even say I don't think it is, but the first time I saw anything from that, I just, I was like, what is this? This is kind of dumb. And then, you know, I saw another episode and I was like, all right, I, I get where they're going uh, uh, with this. And then, you know, you watch it a, another episode and the next thing you know, you don't hate it anymore. Um, that happens a lot. You know, for some reason, it has to be watched multiple times, and then it kind of sticks with you. Um, I think that happened with Scott with Kung Pao when I recommended that to him. I, I, I told him, I go, hey, watch, watch this movie. I think, you know, you might like this. And he just gave me this look, and he's like, what are you talking about? Because he's seen the trailers, and believe me, the trailers will not get, you know, want, make you want to watch Kung Pao. So I give him the movie. He watches it says, oh, that was all right. You know, this is his story to me. And then, and he's mentioned it on the show before. And uh, he watches it again, and he's like, you know, that was, that, that was, that was kind of funny. Uh, gets the urge again. You know, I guess he wanted to put it on, uh, you know, maybe background noise. He maybe was, you know, he was doing some writing, because uh, he'll tend to do that. And the next thing you know, he's like, this is the, this movie's hilarious. And, you know, uh, he was like going to parties, he was hanging out with friends and just throwing in random lines, you know, for no apparent reason, you know, just out of nowhere, be like, that's a lot of nuts, you know, things like that. So I, I think Trailer Park Boys is kind of like that. And I think Hobo with a Shotgun could kind of be like that. Uh, but again, I really do believe you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. So, but uh, it just... I mean, what else can I really say about Hobo with a Shotgun? Uh, it just, it was very well made, surprisingly. Uh, the acting, you know, what are you gonna, and in this kind of film, you're going to have campy dialogue. Uh, Rucker Howard de delivers a really good performance, almost always does. I know Scott will throw in the Osterman weekend. That, that's his, that, that's his, uh, his thing for Rucker Howard. And, and even though I did say that's, the beginning of his career was in the late 70s kind of like when he when he did basically the beginning of his career I think to this day I, I think is Blade Runner uh, because before that he was doing stuff but you didn't know who he was he did Blade Runner that's when you knew who Rucker Hauer was and uh, it's still to this day that's that's my defense of Rucker Hauer but hey what are you gonna do uh, I really don't know what else to say, but I do have a, a review here for uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. This was on IMDb, and this, uh, and you can go and read this. I'm not going to tell you the person's name. I'm not going to do that to this person because I'm not shitting on this person. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to read their review because, like I said, this movie affects people differently. Okay, this person it affected very, very close. To their heart they they really took this film in and 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 enjoyed it that much they gave it 10 out of 10 stars on imdb uh so th this is uh this is the first part of their review it doesn't actually review the film it just gives their their heartfelt uh, uh attitude towards the movie and then their review begins which i'm not going to read so uh here you go it's not very often that a film can leave you so satisfied so happy feeling so warm inside that when it's over, it has a physical effect on you. 
When Hobo with a Shotgun was over, I was disoriented. I had trouble standing, and my speech was slurred. I was unresponsive. I didn't know what to do with my life, but this was a good thing. I honestly felt like a portion of my childhood was amputated from my soul, and Jason Eisner was the surgeon. I made a note to shake his hand and thank him for, for this after the show. Then I headed home and went directly to sleep because I found myself unable to do anything else. Now that I'm well rested both mentally and physically, I can finally review Hobo with a Shotgun. So he really enjoyed Hobo with a Shotgun to the point of if you read his the rest of his review, you'd swear he was reviewing an Oscar caliber film. That's how much he loved it. Now, like I said, I'm not shitting on this guy. He could absolutely love this movie, and I'd be fine with that, because I really enjoyed the movie, too. Uh, I think, though, in this day and age, I'm a bit jaded towards films. Uh, Nothing really shocks me anymore. Nothing scares me anymore. Uh, The only thing that ever came close to even remotely making me think twice before and after I went to sleep was Paranormal Activity, only because of the fact that uh, I have a young child, and after I saw that movie, everything in the house was heightened. Uh, creaking door, uh, the, the house settling, uh, you know, a squirrel running on the roof, things like that. Anything that made audible noise. So, not, And I don't believe in ghosts whatsoever, but that's not why it freaked me out. It's just that now I'm listening for everything. Uh, not that I think it's a ghost, but anything. Uh, so, but regardless of that, I, I'm very jaded when it comes to movies these days. Nothing, nothing shocks me anymore. Nothing scares me. Um, I, I still enjoy film very much, but you're never really going to put something on film in front of me that I'm going to be, wow, I can't believe I just watched that. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, I think the last time that happened was when I saw Saving Private Ryan and that opening of the film, that 27-minute Normandy, Normandy Beach, I believe. And you just saw things you never saw before. Not that I hadn't seen uh, you know, pictures of war and some video, but as far as film goes about you know, what they were doing, what they were putting on film and letting the audience see. Uh, things like that one uh, scene where the guy's laying on the beach and he's you know, holding his intestines, screaming for his mother. It, you, didn't, you never really saw that in a movie before. And when you did, it was usually in a splatter film, and it was over the top, and it just looked cheesy. But, hey, we love that stuff. It's still fun. But when it's in a war film, and it's done as effectively as it was done in Saving Private Ryan, it's a little different. And that was... I don't want to say that was the last time I was in awe of what I was watching where I didn't feel like a jaded viewer, but it definitely is one one uh, of those uh, movies. And, and what was that movie? 1998? So we're talking 13 years now. Uh, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen anything uh, that unique in 13 years. So, but... Well, anyway. So it just, it's... it's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit jaded. I, I don't want to be. But when you've watched film for as long as uh, Scott and I have, I think it's inevitable. You know, I, I can't wait to start watching film with, with my children because I think, I think 
re-watching some of these films, and I'm not just talking about horror films, I, I'll watch other things with them. Uh, the, don't, don't call Dyfus on me. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I, I think, you know, the first time my kids watch Goonies or, or uh, the first time they'll watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the, it, it'll allow me to revisit and rewatch these things again, and almost even in a new light, I think. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be interesting when it happens. I mean, I'm still a f three, four, maybe even five years away from doing that. I only have the one child, but we do plan for more. Um, so it's it, it'll be interesting, and uh, I, I really can't wait for it to be honest. Um, but uh, on that note, I think I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to uh, tidy up Hobo with a Shotgun, and I'm going to give Scott uh, my movie challenge to him, which I'll explain a little bit more uh, after I come back from this short break. I will see you then. Stupid fucking bitch! Stop wasting your time doing homework and get up on the block and make me some money! Come on, baby. Show daddy you ain't mad at me. Give me a kiss. Listen, go home to someone who loves you now. And you, you're fucked. Isn't that fun? Where I, you know, I talk about uh, uh, watching films with my kids, and you know how I'm going to look at it in a different light. And I go right into uh, a scene in Hobo with a Shotgun about some dude that's going to get his face blown off. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, that's just the way I am. That's that's how we roll, baby. So anyway, uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. To to finish up real quick, definitely see it. Uh, it's as far as the film goes, it's very beautiful looking. Um, it uh, is actually very well done Rucker Howard, solid performance as always and there's a lot of other things to, to look for in the film too uh, it just it's over the top violence I was able to see the unrated version um, it, it just is good I, I think you'll enjoy it uh, but I do have a prediction very quickly I do have a prediction based on Abby's character which is the prostitute in the film that uh, Rucker Hauer befriends in the movie. Um, and I know this is the first time I'm mentioning her. I apologize. <laughs> uh, she's a pivotal character in, 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 in the movie. Uh, he ha has a run-in with uh, the Drake's sons, and they mess him up pr pretty bad. And she kind of fixes him and takes care of them, and they, they become good friends in the movie. But she's also a, a whore, she's a prostitute. And you know he's telling her that uh, she shouldn't do that, and she should grow up to be, uh, or not grow up, but she should you know, go back to school and you know, be a teacher, because that's what she wanted to do. And well, actually, you know what, real quick, let me just play this scene for you. Uh, it's hilarious and heartwarming in a weird, I'm gonna shoot you in the face uh, kind of way. <laughs> She's just a fuck tube. She is a teacher! You see, he's really looking out for her. And, uh, I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, some some badass cop, he's trying to rape the this prostitute, 
doesn't want to pay for it. That's that's the difference. Um, <laughs> uh, and Rucker Howard, he, he defends her. But anyway, uh, based on her character in the movie, and this is my prediction, if, if the film garners cult status, which I think it, it, it'll end up getting, they're going to make sequels, I think. They're going to make more movies. Um, and if you've seen it already, you'll get this. Uh, I predict that if they do a sequel, if they make another film, they're going to call it Hooker with a Shotgun. That's just my prediction. It may never happen. They may never, they you know, never do it. Does it deserve a sequel? I don't think they they should do one, but I can definitely see them doing one. It, it would be fun either way. But you know, I think Hooker with a Shotgun will play off well with Hobo with a Shotgun, and I think that's why they'll do it. I'm sure if I could get an interview with Jason Eisner and I asked him that question, he would agree. And if he hadn't uh, even thought of it. He might do it after I tell him, but regardless of that. So that's my review of Hobo with a Shotgun. Definitely check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. So, uh, just to give you a brief uh, introduction to our movie challenges, if you're a first-time listener. If you're not, then you know all about our movie challenges, but this is a little different. We are going to start doing more and more solo episodes because it is hard for us to get together and record uh, uh, episodes you know, together um, I think I said together 17 times just now but sorry um, we are going to start doing the solos but we're going to give each other movie challenges in our solos so this is going to be the first one uh, so my movie challenge to Scott is going to be Vampire Suck now what how this works is I just saw it on cable which it was atrocious. I'm not going to go into do too deep with it, uh, but I will go into a little bit of, uh, of it. So I just saw it. I thought it was terrible. I push over the challenge to Scott. Now Scott has to watch it, and when he does his solo episode, he'll do a full review on that movie and anything else he wants to talk about. So, but yeah, vampires suck, and boy, did it really. I know that's a little bit, you know, of a cliche, but hey, uh, these are the guys that, you know, continually make movies like uh, Date Movie and Epic Movie and Meet the Spartan, uh, Meet the Spartans and Disaster Movie and now Vampires, <coughs> excuse me, Vampires Suck. And it's uh, Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer, and I give a fuck if I pronounce either name wrong, so... Uh, these guys have been doing this for a long time. This Jason Friedberg, he's been uh, writing uh, these movies since Spy Hard with uh, Leslie Nielsen. And he did the original Scary Movie, and uh, he did Scary Movie 2 and Scary Movie 3. And then that's when he decided, hey, this shit ain't that hard. I can direct this. So he started writing and directing from date movie on. Um, and... God, I wish you would stop. Twilight is a bad movie. Uh, the Twilight series are bad movies. But this takes those movies, and I don't want to say makes them look good, but they don't look so bad after this. I know th this is a parody, and they're making fun of the Twilight series, but come on. 
it's I'm gonna leave this review for Scott, but I just have to let you know how much I hated this fucking movie, and that's why I'm making Scott watch it. That's part of the movie challenge as well. We want to hurt each other. We love each other, but we want to hurt each other. Um, that's really how it works. So, uh, if you actually want to uh, hear more about uh, Vampire Suck, uh, listen to episode 21, which is our 3D episode, which, if you haven't heard that one, that's actually a good episode as well. Scott doesn't pick Vampire Suck in the finger list because during that finger list, during that time, it was uh, Eat, Pray, Love was out. And he basically smacked me across the face verbally, told me I was less of a man for picking Vampire Suck, uh, because that essentially meant that I would see Eat, Pray, Love in the theater before I would see Vampire Suck in the theater. <clears throat> and he said that as bad as Vampire Suck looks, he figured he'd chuckle every 15 minutes. Now, the movie's 86 minutes, so that essentially means that he's chuckling four times four or five times the entire movie. I don't even think it would be that many. It's that bad. The comedy comes off completely stale and everything that they make fun of you've seen before a thousand times because well every single movie that these guys make is vampire suck or it is date movie or it is epic movie. They're all the same. So you know, th that's essentially, that's my movie challenge to Scott. I feel like I'm ranting and droning a bit here. Uh, because, again, this is the second fucking time I'm doing this. Uh, with Within the hour. Because my computer is an asshole. And what are you going to do? It happens. So, but, uh, oh, I will tell you the funniest line that I thought was in Vampire Suck. And this will just go to show, if I think this is the best line in the movie, there's a problem. And that's the Jersey Shore line that they had, where Becca, or Bella, but they can't use Bella, her name is Becca, says, who's that? And she sees uh, Ed, the Edward character walking down the, the cafeteria. And she goes, oh, that's uh, Snooky, Jay, wow, the situation, Polly D. And she stops her very abruptly and says, no, 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 not the douchebags from the Jersey Shore. And then she motions towards Edward. She goes, oh, Edward, blah, 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 blah. If that's the funniest scene in the if that's the only thing in the movie that actually made me kind of laugh, you know where I'm coming from with how bad this movie is. And I think Scott's going to see that. And I think he's going to say, you know what? Eat, Pray, Love doesn't look so bad right now. And again, not that I would want to watch Eat, Pray, Love, but I would seriously, I would really rather watch Eat, Pray, Love than Vampire Suck. So... Uh, so, you know what? I'm going to end the show. So, uh, just briefly, if you want to visit our website, it's moviesucktastic.com. If you want to email us, that's themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, email us your reviews. Uh, tell us what you think of the show. Tell us you hate us. Tell us you love us. Marriage proposals. Anything. Uh, we'll read it on the show if it's good. We'll, uh, we'll always read it on the show if it's any good. So, uh, Scott usually has some wisdom at the end of every show, and he's not with us uh, today, obviously, so I think I'm going to let Rucker Howard deliver some hobo wisdom. Take it easy, guys. I will catch you next time. I hate to tell you this, but if you grow up here 
you're more likely to wind up selling your bodies on the streets or shooting dope from dirty needles in a bus stop. And if you're successful, you'll make money selling junk to crackheads. And you won't think twice about killing someone's wife because you won't even know what was wrong in the first place. Um, maybe you ain't not like me. A hobo with a shotgun.